Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Just be like Leonardo DiCaprio rapping in his birthday. You know, drop a beat. I need to watch that video. I haven't watched it yet. You can't really hear him, but he's definitely spitting some bars. It's very Succession-esque. It's really good. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to House of Gossip. Hog, if you will. Um, I'm still very rusty on this intro, Clara. I know you found the same sort of anxiety when we were spitting beats last week and it was your turn to intro. (laughs) Whilst we're not the most domestic of women, if there's one house we can manage, it's the house of gossip. A weekly dose of pop culture nourishment. Welcome back, clan. How are we? (laughs) Woo! Clara, how are you? Hello, I'm so good. As a girl. Right up top, I actually have something to say. Go. Our topic last week on plastic surgery in Hollywood, Mm. and you and I just spoke about this thing that we just saw yesterday, Mm. Adriana Lima. Wow. What do you think? Oh my God. Like her face has totally changed. It's just like full of filler. It's a lot of filler. She's definitely had that, you know, that fox eye thing done. Mm. I think she's definitely had that done, which I honestly think would look really good on me. (laughs) I don't know if she's denying it, though. I think she's more like, I have, like... She has so many kids. How many? It's four or five. Oh, my God. She was like, I have two teenagers, I have two infants, I have one such and such. I feel like she was naming off several... A lot of people. Wow. She does look very different now, obviously. She doesn't look the same. But I liked the way she sort of uh, clapped back, if you will. Yes. We need a bit of that. So, up top. We like to do a quick Jador and test. One Jador, one Jatest. It's what we are loving and or hating for the week. Clara, please present me with yours. Thank you, esteemed colleague and friend. At a girl. <laughs> you know this like rush into Christmas and New Year's and this kind of autumnal season just goes so fast. Yeah. And I'm in a position in my life where I have to make so many decisions and I have of somewhat of a decision fatigue shall we say of like these big big huge decisions like we're still working away in the flat I've just met a blind man and Mick couldn't come to the meeting and I had to make all these decisions and like put in an order with no sounding board so you know pressure's on and we're hopefully getting married next year. So there's all these huge decisions to make from all these different parts of people from all around the world and so many locations in Ireland and so many family members. And I'm just feeling very, I was feeling very overwhelmed until I opened Dolly Alderton's book, Good Material. I'm only 70 pages in, but my oh my, is it such a good distraction It's like just when everything is going a bit nuts and you can kind of like just focus on a really fun, well-written, it kicks off with this guy. She writes from a guy's perspective when he's going through a breakup. And it's just 
the highs, the lows. It's just the most perfect distraction from everyday life. I'm bringing it with me everywhere I go. I've only started it two days ago and I'm on page 70. Like, as we know, I'm a very plotty reader. So it's just great. It's so good. I couldn't recommend it anymore. My friend Jess sent me a signed copy. I have Dolly's signature on page one. Oh my God, she is the dream. She's the dream. And it's just, I didn't really like her last book, but I must say Christmas is coming up. Put it on your Santa list. I'm adoring it. You know, sometimes when you just need to like focus on something, yes, TV is great at that, but it's like a nice way of distracting your mind from the busyness of everyday life. And it's nice to do it via book because I don't usually do it via book. I usually do it via maths or Big Brother or Drag Race or whatever. So it's just a lovely, gorgeous, hilarious book. Escape. Thank you. Escapism via literature. My literary escape with Miss Dolly Alderton. And I can't thank Jessica enough. I came back from Ireland and it was sitting for me, ready. And it's still in its packaging. I cracked that bad boy open. With a cold one. I can't wait to read it. (laughs) (laughs) Hot, steamy cup of tea and my toasties on and my... Yeah, I can't wait to read it. Love her. And I've heard it's doing very well. I hope so. God, I hope so. She's a queen. I know we both loved the Rachel incident over the summertime. Oh. Fantastic. This is like similar, but like not, maybe not as nostalgic as 2010 and Cork was for us. But it's not really a nostalgic read. It just sums up living in a city in your mid-30s, dealing with the technology. Like she sums up Instagram really well. Oh, okay. It's very modern. Uh, Yeah, and... And he's a bit of a theatrical fellow, like he's a comedian, the main guy. And he he can just, like, he, when he gets upset, it's actually really funny. So it's just, it's a lovely telling of a, like, a sad tale. Oh, okay. You've gotten me excited. It's kind of a jador and it's kind of a, as you recommend, I suppose, but it's just... Je fabulous. Je fabulous. Okay, what are you loving or hating? I had another jador. But I've just realised once we started that I remember during the week something that I cannot stand. Oh! Once again, apologies for the negativity, ladies. And sorry if you do this, but... She tests us here for a reason. Oh my God, it's so annoying. You know that thing I was watching, you know your one breed, you watch Selling Sunset. No, everyone says I would love it. You would, and I don't even like, I think I only started last season. But anyway, I've just finished the new season. I need to watch the reunion episode. But there's a girl in a cult, Brie, and she has a baby with Nick Cannon to reel you in. Ooh, everybody's favorite baby daddy. Yeah, I really like her and she's really like no bullshit, etc. But I was watching, you know, those, um, it was with Refinery29, you know, they say like, what's in the bag with whoever the person is. I love those. Yes. And I was watching hers and she kept doing this thing where she A, referred to herself in the third person, but it wasn't funny. And B, she kept giving objects pronouns. So she would be like, this is my favorite powder brush. She's Mac. She is soft thistle brushes. She is the moment. (laughs) When she's tired, she needs a beat down. This sort of stuff, giving inanimate objects <laughs> pronouns is so annoying. Like, and then they'd be like, oh, and I love these pants. You know, she's a long one. She's long. <laughs> when she needs it, when she's cold. Do you know what I mean? It's really oh, annoying. No. It's, an, it's, I'd argue, a bit of an epidemic f- 
fleeting through the nation because a lot of people do it. It's very American and it's very annoying. I don't mind like, oh, Sophie's exhausted as a joke. I like that. Mm. But not like, she's been working hard, mama. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm. No, ladies. No. Stop it. (laughs) Objects are objects. That's my test. (laughs) Brie and her pronouns. But I really like Brie, but she was just doing, it was a lot of finger. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Kind of jerky. Like, you know, she be working. This sort of, this sort of like... (laughs) I realise this is a podcast, so you actually can't see it. But you know what I'm saying. I'll link the video because I really like her, but you'll get the references I'm talking about. Yeah, it's funny with those ones because it's like that kind of language. When we look back on that in like five, ten years, it'll seem really dated or something. It's, it's very of its time. I'm assuming it's coming along the lines from something of like Drag Race or something. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, it's like, oh, she. But it would be more like... Calling the person she, not the object, if that makes sense. Yeah, just, but this sort of theatrical language, which I obviously like. Yeah. But sometimes I'm just like, just talk normally. I find it quite irritating. Yeah. I don't mind a sassy moan every now and again, but just not all the time. Like uh, a lip balm is a lip balm. It's not. You know, it's not a she. <laughs> She's balmy. Do you know what I mean? When she needs a little moisture, like... But then it's like, who's the she? Is the lip balm the she or are you referring to yourself as the she, like in the third person? Both. She was doing both. That's too confusing. Pick one, Brie. She's a mother now. She's a mother. Like, because she she is a mother. But then she'd also be like, and this brush, she'd be working hard. Like <laughs> Too much. Light and shade, Brie. Light and shade. Do Focus on one. You're trying to hit too many she's. I do also think, yeah, like when we listen back to this in however many years, people will be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's like a joke taken too far. It's a joke applied to every single thing, though. So then it's like, what is the... Who, what, who are you talking about? However, I... I have to hold my hands up. When I like get a phrase in my head, I do it to death. Money can buy a class. Buy a class. My sister once, I was like, money can buy a class. Elegance is earned. And um, I was doing it all day and she doesn't watch Real Housewives of New York. And she was like, <laughs> that's so annoying. And it's not socially acceptable. And it's not. And if I get something in my head, I go over and over. Like slay. Like, I don't actually mean slay. Yeah. I just think it's hilarious that people say slay. But then I keep saying slay. (laughs) Slay. Slay. Um, So that was a bit of a slay and you to test. Now, I have a topic that's a bit easy breezy and it's kind of an adoration, an ode to a group of people. So I wouldn't mind finishing on that. So would you like to hit us up top with your topic for this week? (laughs) In the news in the last, we're recording on a Friday and this comes out on Tuesday. And in the news cycle at the moment is two, if not more, very huge household prominent figures in our culture and society that have been accused of things, both one extremely serious and one kind of the, smear campaign here's a secret from your buried deep in your closet kind of a secret but yeah I suppose today uh just wanted to talk about 
in a sense, the emperor is wearing no clothes. And also like, but are we just getting with the beauty of time and it being a bit of a safer culture to come out? We're just learning new things about the people who have been involved in like the entertainment world as we've both grown up. So the first is Puff Daddy and all these allegations that Cassie has made about him in their 10-year relationship. At the time of recording, like the case has been filed in New York, but a lot of people now, like um, friends and people in the music industry are kind of coming out to confirm or deny or like show which side they're on. But in a nutshell, they were going out for 10 years and Cassie is accusing him of like 10 years of physical, psychological abuse, sexual abuse in a drug and alcohol fueled relationship that lasted 10 years. She's accusing him of sex trafficking for her to perform sexual services on him and male sex workers while he filmed it. He's physically assaulted her in front of staff and employees. She often had like black eyes and split lips. She'd always try to get away, but then they pull her back in because she signed when she was 19 to Bad Boy Records. And then it was her 21st birthday, he came, he invited himself and he kissed her in front of everyone without her consent. And it's this whole like sex and power. There's definitely a touch of the Weinsteins about this of like, you know, I'm the gatekeeper of your career. You need to do do this with me if you want a career kind of thing. Sadly, that's no like new news in this day and age. So his lawyers have now come out and said, this is a persistent demand for 30 million She's threatening to write a book all about it. And she's apparently been at him for years for this 30 million. And they're all just saying it's just like an obvious kind of pay grab. She's looking for a payday. Whereas Cassie is saying, well, it's a loss of wages. And I suffered 10 years of mental and physical and emotional abuse. But at the time of recording, it's kind of like like a page on a news website. It's not like as explosive of a spread as I think these allegations should have. I think the Lizzo stuff got more coverage. For Puff Daddy, like, or Diddy or Brother Love, I just think it's, it looks a little bit swept under the rug in a sense that it's like, these allegations need to be, like, taken seriously. And you just, in a lot of Cassie's claims, she was saying that, like, there's so many people around him that just protect him. And, like, I heard, like, he was in London last week and he was on the Graham Norton show. So charming. And, like, I've, I, totally blown that out now but it's such a soft spot for him like he's just that kind of like oh yeah he's started so many careers he's you know as big a music producer as he is a rapper and it's that whole thing of like the debate of like separating the art from the artist and and that kind of avenue to go down but like by the sounds of what Cassie's saying is like he was basically giving her all these drugs to make her do all the sexual stuff and like she would be fed with all these drugs to kind of keep her complacent and compliant. So it's like how you genuinely hear about sex trafficking. And like there was things of like, oh, your single won't be released until you talk to Diddy or until you get back with Diddy. So everything was held as this like carrot on a stick kind of thing. And she was saying like all the drugs just helped me disassociate from what was going on. And like, to be fair, like she she had a good few bangers like me and you is unreal. Uh, a long way to go and all that stuff. But like you never heard much from her. So it, it does actually, when I read it this morning, when it came out, it was like, it doesn't actually surprise me that much because she was very mute. Like she'd be on the red carpets, Met Galas, all that stuff with Diddy, but like would always be one step behind him or something. 
It never really felt like she had a voice. And lastly, this is from The Guardian. In 2018, Cassie was desperate to end their relationship. After a dinner where she believed they would discuss the issue, Combs forced himself into her home and raped her, according to the lawsuit. Shortly after, she left the home, which he had paid for, returning the car that he had bought and separated herself completely. Like, it's so dark. I haven't read it all. I just read the top few bits of it. I do think there's like a whole thing of like, now, like when you go on the news, there or on Daily Mail or whatever it is, there's kind of some like insane headline quite often now that I think we're probably a bit desensitized from it. A hundred percent. Because to be honest, I normally would be like, oh my God, or like, you know, Jonah Hill. Mm. They're not the same allegations at all, but that kind of stuff, it's like a really like lovable guy. And and then you kind of like, you're like, oh, but he's still so funny. It does kind of make a lot of sense. I suppose I only know one of her songs. What is it? Um, Me and You. And she was so hot and that was like such a big deal. Um, but then I remember all any any other time I've seen her, it's like she's behind or beside Diddy at Met Gala or at an award ceremony. Yeah. And like, but we didn't get any music from her really. She hasn't really, re- it was, she was more like of a naughty's Ciara kind of realm. So during the 10 years, Diddy and Cassie went on a break and you know the rapper Kid Cudi? Mm-hmm. So Paris Fashion Week, we talked about it last week, but back in 2012, Diddy was at Paris Fashion Week and he got wind that Kid Cudi was trying to woo Cassie. Yeah. He said to her, I'm going to blow up his car. And lo and behold, the car blew up. What? Blew up his car in his driveway. The only thing is, there's kind of like evidence of how aggressive he is. Do you remember making the band? Yeah. He was terrifying in that. Mm. Like he would fire them and they were in the band, like on the spot. And you know, Aubrey O'Day went on um, Call Her Daddy. Yes, yes. She was like, I'll, I'll say allegedly, because it's from memory. I don't, I think this is what she said. But she basically said the reason that she was finally fired from the group was because she wouldn't appease sexual requests type thing advances yes and she wouldn't go along with it and i think she was insinuating it was it was buff daddy he's so scary though and he sure do you remember when he was with jennifer lopez they got involved in that shooting Mm. in like that nightclub like i i mean i think it's there's there's loads more stuff so loads of that aubrey o'day interviews the clips from the quarter daddy are going viral now and yeah, she was. She said that ex- exactly as what you said. Now today, she's tweeted, been trying to tell y'all for years. She's quite fabulous. Yeah, and then another girl from Danity Kane, Dawn. Ah, yes, Dawn. What did Dawn say? She was like sending lots of love and peace and fully support you, Cassie. So like those girls know. You see, because everyone's so wrapped up in fucking NDAs. It's just like, how do you, you know, it's very hard to speak out. The thing with Diddy is, right, if everybody knows this, like Harvey Weinstein is a similar comparison. I'm not really comparing them, but like, it seems like it's if it's an open secret that he's an angry guy. But age old thing, Russell Brand was then, and they said everyone knew. Joan McNally was like the first thing I heard when I entered the industry was that he was gross. So Diddy has all these parties in like Miami and- His white party, everyone wants to go to it. And like, it's mad that like, if he's physically abusing- his girlfriend in front of staff. Like, it's almost like he's validated by hosting these parties and everybody comes. It's just the power thing, though. Everyone knew it about Harvey Weinstein, like, years ago. 
age old thing even if you like bring it down a peg to just like even in a workplace obviously not sexual harassment i, I don't, that's not what i mean but like mm. in a workplace when the the director is an absolute prick and everyone knows it or like he's cheating on yeah his wife and everyone knows it you just can't do anything about it mm. or you're too scared to yeah but then if enough people do they lose their power but you someone has to take the first step I'd say the amount of resistance she got when trying to build a court case was absurd. Yes. And intimidation. Oh my God, yeah. And I'd say she, they tried to pay her off as well. Yeah, 100%. I've heard he was on, he was doing all the, like, his new albums. He was on like all the BBC's Radio 1 and all yeah. that. And they kept, they kept Clara Amfo waiting for three hours. It was like, oh, he woke up, but he's gone back to bed. And then it was like, oh, he's... He's here, but he's taking a business call and he's bringing his son. And they were like, what the hell? And it was three hours waiting for him. They did the interview or whatever. But then like, the, it was a guy from One Extra or something. And he was saying he 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 got invited to like a listening party or something. Listening party. And like, did he was late. But when he did arrive, like he bought, he brought in loads of champagne and then like hugged absolutely everyone. It was like Mr. Char- like offensively charming. Five big bodyguards roll in before him so like it just kind of paints the picture of this person as like really leans into their prestige but then Clara Ampho was like said something like when one of his team arrived in to be like oh hi how are you and it's like well I'm sorry but when he took the business call and like when he was already in the studio and he was like well I'm sorry but you know he is a mogul wow it just has a vodka brand and a record company. Well, do you remember, you know, his his character in Get Him to the Greek? Mm. He's like completely playing a caricature of himself. Yeah. It's Must all be. that kind of stuff. Like, if you watch it, it's very similar. Uh, very depressing, mm. nonetheless. Really sad. Very depressing. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, so we'll see. But then there's, I, I just, I think you're right about the, you know, we're so desensitized to the news now. It would take like a huge breaking scandal to to really rock it or maybe just because Puff Daddy isn't as big here as he would be in America but even the American sites but sure we've kind of stopped talking about Russell Brand mm, I know the the news cycle just moves so fast that it's like oh I'm kind of done with that I was so obsessed with it and now it's like I'm kind of done it's like is, is it because it's just gone to the lawyers like I don't know I don't know I think there's more than that no mm. or you could have an injunction or I don't know something is he just cancelled from like our media so we just don't see him anymore? Like he's not on YouTube, he's just on all those right wing places. So then it just gets even more polarised. I don't know. The Diddy stuff seems so legit. But like, you know, if you were on his side, you could say it's like he's saying it's a big smear campaign. Somebody else who's saying that it's a smear campaign, awkward segue, is Will Smith. His former assistant, Brother Bilal, saying that Will Smith was caught having sex with Dwayne Martin, who was in Fresh Prince, that the former assistant walked in on them having sex. And now the Smiths, Jada and Will, couple of the century, are now suing... Who, the assistant? Yeah, for the allegations, like, obviously for defamation. I mean, the term smear is so gross. I know. Um, I do think the Will Smith situation is, like, a pig pile-on situation. And then he just kind of, his whole career just kind of came to a crashing halt the the night he won the Oscar just before. Yeah. I think like for Will Smith, it's like, it's kind of like he's, his reputation is just kind of like unraveled or like descended. He was too 
proper and polished and it, he was almost like a wax figure for like mm. his whole career like but now everything's coming out of the closet and I think like it's he's gone from being like squeaky A-lister one of the Hollywood elite into now like us knowing like telenovela soap levels of drama and scandal about him and his wife and our life partner whatever you want to call it's like way too much. And what, what did Meryl Streep say? Like, if you want to win an Oscar, if you want to like, i.e. be in the elite, like n- people can't know anything about you. Yeah, because then they... So it's like... Totally. You, so you can go and play Mamma Mia one minute and a nun the next or be in a rom-com. You can, like Leonardo DiCaprio, like we don't know much really about him except that he loves 25-year-old women. But like... He doesn't do many interviews though or... Yeah, like, and look at George Clooney and like Julia Roberts, like all those kind of elite Hollywood people are kind of removed we don't know and then now we're starting to know all this weird shit about Will Smith and okay affairs aside but like you know finding all of these weird secrets about his marriage and it's built in a house of lies it's just like oh god just seems a bit too much leave us like I don't really want to hear anymore to be honest yeah, he was a bit of a golden boy and now it's kind of like... Oh my God, do you remember when he would go on Graham Norton and he would like take over the interview almost to a fault or it'd be like, okay, there's other people on the couch. Yeah. But remember he brought Carl tonight yes. all that stuff like that. He was Mr. Entertainer. I know. And now like, I just don't think he could do that. It's all gone very serious. Oh yeah, it's gone way too serious. It started with a slap. You know that song? Started with a kiss. <laughs> started with a slap. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My topic is, I would say, the other side of the coin. <laughs> it's an adoration for one person in particular and then to a broader sense, the group he represents. Can I express my absolute love for Barry Keoghan? Oh. I penned it earlier. He is the resident rascal. <laughs> I was watching him on the Saltburn red carpet. It's the new movie that's coming out with, there's loads of people in it, but your man, Jacob Elordi's in it. Richard E. Grant is in it as well. The trailer's really weird. Have you watched it? No. Watch it. Very weird trailer. Maybe we should put it on the show notes. I like, I'm like, do I want to see it? Like, I couldn't really figure it out. <laughs> but I'd say he's five foot three. A small king. 
Mm. But killing it. I was looking at him on, I think uh, RT put it up and it was him on like the red carpet. And he's just sort of, he's messing about and he's, you know, he's sort of like, he's under Jacob Elordi's arm and he's just like, they're kind of kissing-ish, like pretend to kiss. Aww. He's also like a fashion Icon. nova. He was at the Met Gala. He's wearing Burberry. He's wearing Louis Vuitton. He's wearing Givenchy. He's wearing all the labels. Again, smoking. <laughs> and he's just like cheeky. And he's not taking mm. it too seriously. Like he's great at the acting. I actually started the final oh. season of Top Boy. And I think I only watched two episodes because I actually, it was making me quite scared. Um, so I need to finish with it. But he's in it and he plays the most sinister character ever and he is oh he plays a good psycho sublime he is unbelievable and like i was just reading up on his background and upbringing and unbelievable it said he attributes his film education to sneaking into films with friends at cineworld and parnell street from which he was eventually barred. Hilarious. Oh, he's just so cheeky. He's also like an amateur boxer. Go on, Baz. Yeah, and then in March 2022, he was announced as the new ambassador for Barrettstown's children charity. Like, all these really nice things. And he's an unbelievable actor. Like, he's so, so good. Mm. But a hypothesis I have come up with this afternoon <laughs> is that someone like Barry Keoghan is what we want someone like Conor McGregor to be as a representation of our nation. Agree. He has the cheekiness and all that stuff that we have. Talent to back it up. And he has the talent. He's not, he's not punching old men in, in bars, you know, like Conor McGregor does. No, and like, yeah, he is like, I'd say he does have a bit of a, you know, sort of sassy side, if you will. But playful. And playful, cheeky cherub. I just adore <laughs> him and I don't really know anything about him. Um, and then from a broader sense, he's representing the talent that we have in our Emerald Isle. A small island, but great. And I think him and like Paul Meskel yeah. or like an Andrew Scott, various ages and stuff like that. Uh, they've, it, they've just tremendous talent in... Uh, the acting world and it just kind of shows they're just this oh they're just good stock aren't they it's like a certain ilk like if you take Paul Mescal Andrew Scott Barry Keoghan then you have like Sharon Horgan Eve Hewson like do you watch Bad Sisters like that kind of Ashling B you know there's a, such a great cohort of Irish actors that we can be, just be so proud of and they all have like that similar kind of humbleness same sense of humour that just really makes you so proud to be like, oh yeah, that's another amazing Irish actor. And you just want to be in their crew, don't you? Yeah. I think it's so nice to see because I have to say, Jacob Elordi grinds my gears. He So he's six foot five. And so beside a little Barry Keoghan, the height difference was sending me. But then they're getting on real well. And I'm like, that's just pure Barry being so lovable because Jacob Elordi, I just think... I think everyone's loving that Jacob guy. You see, I've never watched Euphoria. Sorry, so I watched season one and I just started season two. I don't know why he exploded on the scene after season one because his character is horrific. Yeah, maybe it's because he's so awful. Well, I don't know, whatever it is, but like massive himbo. Massive himbo. But sorry, this new movie he's in, he has to do an English accent. Right. Which I actually quite enjoy that he's doing an English accent. Yeah. And he did just call uh, Kylie Minogue a national treasure. Oh. Sorry, do you know what? It's not that I don't like him. I think he's just a bit of a, a himbo. 
He's a real Whereas himbo. Barry Keoghan, on the other hand, is not a himbo. He's a rascal. He's a rascal. <laughs> He's a rascal. And I say very, like, great thought-provoking convos. Petition for Barry Keoghan to come on to House of Gossip, eh? Yes. Hey, Barry, you and I could uh, do a bit of a script, eh? <laughs> oh, I just, if you look on his Instagram, you'll just love him immediately. No, he's great. And it's so good to see him do so well from where he came from. And like, you know, it was just like such a natural talent. Like to think there could be like of all, you know, there's so many people in the world who just don't discover what their talent is. And like to think that he just found it by accident. And now he's like in Marvel movies and like Oscar nominated. And he's only 31. Oh my God. I just read he's going to be in The Gladiator 2 with Paul Mescal. That will be an explosion. Oh. Hello, ladies. And then Paul Mescal's in that movie with Andrew Scott. All, all of us strangers, is it? Uh, yeah. I think it and is. And they'd be kissing. Yeah, that'd be quite hot. Hello, ladies. That crew, imagine them on a night out. Oh, do you ever see, like, what's that big, like the BAFTAs or whatever, and you see on the Daily Mail the next day and you see all the Who's Friends. Oh, my God. It was like Andrew Scott... Ashling B taking like selfies and having cigarettes. Yeah, and oh. they were kind of just on the street. Yeah, love that. Sure, love that. It's like they just make it real. I think when, I think because it's real because it's relatable to us or whatever. And I think like coming from Ireland where it's like a small country in the grand scheme of things where like we always know someone who knows someone. So when you see somebody at the BAFTAs acting like how you'd act on a night out or whatever, it makes it like not accessible, but like relatable or you're like, yeah, you're like, I'm only once removed from you. Yeah, and it's kind of like, there's more of a community feel, I think, with being Irish than there is for bigger countries because they're just so much more vast and there's so many more people and like... Totally. Like, you could say, how are you? Yeah. Love it. My heart's kind of fluttering thinking of Barry Keoghan. Yeah, imagine around sitting around a table with like Baz. Paul Meskel, Barry Keoghan, Ashling B. That's my fantasy dinner party. <laughs> and you just know everyone would have red wine teeth. Totally. I'd love that. Yeah. That was both a serious and stern chat about men. Men, men, men. And more of a sassy, salacious chat about men. <laughs> that was very interesting, Clara. Thank you so much for the research, for the effervescent energy. Um, <laughs> and now we will move to the recommendation portion of the week. Do you have a recommendation for the ladies? I do. I went to a gig on Tuesday in the Jazz Cafe in Camden. Slay Queen. She be jazzing. Out on a Tuesday. This hasn't happened. <laughs> I was like, I haven't been out on a Tuesday in I don't know how long. Yeah. And I went to go see Durand Bernard. Who's that? I'll say it again. <laughs> Duran Bernard. Aren't these cats amazing? Uh, <laughs> I know. He was so good. So how I discovered him was via, you know, the NPR tiny desk that many yeah. celeb have done. That is a great YouTube follow if you need something to like uplift you at your lunch hour. 20 minutes of just musical joy. Number one favorite is the Alicia Keys one. Not even that big of an Alicia Keys fan. Usher's one is unreal as well. And I'm dying to watch Sam Smith's. But they also introduce you to so many lovely new music. Mm -hmm. This is where I found Durand Bernard. And oh my God, it is 22 minutes of pure and utter joy. 
He's such a performer and all his song lyrics kind of rethink how we speak. It's, he's great. Oh. You know, when people say, I accept you. And he was like, that implies permission. Oh, he's a sassy queen. He's like, the sun doesn't ask permission to shine. She, she's shining. He was like, we do, don't say I accept you. Like, you, I embrace you. I, you know, it's like accept implies permission. I was like, am I the TED talk? It was great. Where is he from? Um, I know this. Ohio. Oh, he sounds lovely. He ge- He's given Prince. It's very, like, the lyrics are brilliant. Anyway, it's a great tiny desk. Go and watch it on your lunch hour and have a little boogie. Absolutely will. And I'll be inserting that into the show notes for the ladies. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our chat. Please shout from the rooftops that Hog is back. 30 and 30 Perishing has evolved. Tell your friends. We'd love if you could write us a review or give us a little star rating. And so it can help people find us. You can find us on Instagram at Classicabana or at Soph underscore Lions. And we think you're groovy. We think you're great. We think you're cl- a glamazon. A glamasaurus. You are a glamasaurus. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, folks. We'll chat to you next week. Until then, goodbye. That's the end of Week is Link. Until then, goodbye. Oh, she should have added a noink. Oh, I think she winks actually. <laughs> goodbye. What's her name? Anne Robinson. Robinson. Oh my God, I can wink and snort. Uh Uh-oh.